Pulse 95. Between local lines, notes from the Emirate. Well, His Excellency Dr. Abdul Aziz Al Musallam, the chairman of the Sharjah Institute for Heritage, yesterday launched the 13th Sharjah International Traditional Crafts Forum under the slogan Carpets and Textiles. It was held at the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park and is expected to attract the participation from or about 17 Arab and international parties in the rich scientific, cultural, and artistic program of events. Um, Abdul Karim, you were there at the opening ceremony yesterday. I heard it was amazing, This uh, the Crafts Forum. And uh, it's, it's basically, what is it all about? Just tell us. Well, you know, the idea is to reflect. It's it's like a mini heritage, her- yeah, mini heritage week, you could yeah. say, um, because we, we're used to the Sharjah Heritage Day. It's also organised by the Sharjah Institute right. of Heritage. Uh, the idea behind this event is to remember your past and remember craftsmanship, the culture, right? craftsmanship, yeah. you know, traditional clothing. Uh, we all know how we love carpets in this part of the globe. We have uh, carpets uh, from Oman. We had uh, the 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 work of uh, you know our own uh, the traditional dresses that we have here in the United Arab Emirates as well as in other countries such as Morocco and Tunisia, local performances. So it's a fun event. It's a very multicultural event. It's about celebrating cultures. It's about celebrating uh, you know, your own local uh, dresses that you've had. I like the fact that I met, you know, got a chance to meet people from from Spain that they have a, a traditional dress that they have from a Valencia, oh. and you're always thinking, okay, Spain, sun, sand, gorgeous beaches, Real Madrid, Barcelona, football, etc. But little do you know much about their traditional dresses. There's a dedicated event that takes place in March. So there's so much that you learn about the countries. I saw the, uh, my favorite one was the Romanian stand. They had a pretty big stand and there was uh, an old lady who was teaching someone how to do their traditional weaving and and making of their local attire. And you're always thinking, do people in Romania always wear this? You know, I've not been to Romania, so I, I, you know, obviously I can see that it's going to be normal people people wearing normal Western clothing. But then, of course, when you talk about culture and tradition, you learn so much. So I caught up with uh, Mahara from uh, Institute of Sharjah and talked to her about the event because it's been going on for 13 years. Uh, I spoke to her about the significance and what's the purpose of this event. And this is uh, what she had to say during uh, the first day of the event. So we're here at the Sharjah International Traditional Crafts Forum and uh, Mahra from uh, the Sharjah Institute of Heritage has very kindly joined us to talk to us about the event. So Mahra, thank you for joining us. And let's start off by talking about uh, what this event is all about and you know how can people come over and what do they need to know before coming over? Hello, first thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, so the event uh, about the Sharjah International Traditional Crafts Forum is held under its 13th ed- edition in the Sharjah uh, Research Technology and Innovation Park. People can come here through the days of 18 and 19 of January, as well. It will go under the t- it goes under the title of textile and carpets. Uh, which uh, have uh, which emphasizes on the vision of the form that celebrates these uh, manufacturers and crafts on an international level where there will be 17 over 17 countries participating worldwide yeah okay um, and uh, why have we chosen carpets and uh, and textile what, what, what's the significance behind it 
So uh, it's uh, chose to celebrate those underlining um, uh, crafts that are not uh, spoken about a lot. So each year we we would uh, bring these uh, uh, art art forms to celebrate them in the sense of like traditional arts and crafts, all of those interest industries and manufacturers and their diversity as a whole, it plays in the development of the economic life in the nations and how it is important to reserve that kind of history in the UAE, especially here in Sharjah under Sharjah Institute for Heritage. Uh, each year that that is part of uh, letting people remember that these were we or people came from and how it played uh, the role in their lifestyle and how it's still there but people I won't say neglect but forget about and it's important to keep them here for, in sense of preserving our history as well. Okay. Lastly, if I if you were to ask people to come over and why not to miss out on it, how many? There's one more day left now because yeah. it is until the 19th of January. Yeah. Uh, why should they not miss out? And is it free entry? What is the rules of coming over? So it's as uh, all of our uh, events here, all of them are free entry. So anyone can come in, in the Sharjah Research Innovation uh, Park, and they. Uh, can see uh, a lot of uh, workshops. There will be an art exhibition as well by some artists and uh, there would be uh, um, an, an introduction of the carpets and textile industries that are uh, uh, that are in here from various different countries from the Arab region international or the Khaliji. Most of them would tackle on the um, the crafts of and the arts of their nation and you would be here enjoying your time. There will be coffee, there will be food as well and various activities and as well there would be uh, discussions that are related to the crafts and the car Puts, uh, in specific. Wow, it looks like an exciting event. Thank you very much for joining us, Mahara, and uh, hope, wish you all the very best for future events organized by the Institute. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and of course, a free free to attend event, and of course, learning the different parts of the globe and learning different cultures. So my first visit was to the Spanish pavilion where they had uh, the traditional dresses over there uh, on showcase. So I spoke to one of the managers of the factory that uh, produced uh, those uh, local attire, Francisco Cuartero, uh, who is the manager of uh, Camilio Mirales and uh, also running the Spanish pavilion, who talked to me about uh, this Spanish crafts on display. Right, so we're here at the uh, Traditional Crafts Forum. Now this time, learning a little bit more about Spain, and we're very kindly joined by Mr. Camilo Morales, uh, who also has a factory uh, in uh, Spain and showcasing their wonderful work. Thank you very much for joining us. Now let's start off by talking about the, the textile, uh, the, the colors, the work. What's it normally called in Spain, and uh, why is it being showcased today? Yes, we, we work uh, since 18... 85 uh, in, in Valencia, Spain. Uh, we are uh, my grand grandfather started the, the, the work 
uh, we work all, mainly with, with silk, cotton, linen, and we have ancient looms, the wood, wood looms uh, of the uh, more than 200 centuries, and the uh, new technology with uh, modern looms too. Wonderful. Okay, now we've got uh, the ladies who are dressed uh, in the local attire. Uh, what's this attire called and uh, do people normally wear this? Yes, this is a traditional Valencian dress the, of the 18th century. Uh, Valencia is a very, very traditional uh, silk city and uh, has the, the mainly the, the fires party, the, the holidays of fire in, in, in the, the beginning of the spring. Uh, we, we work the, the fabrics for, for this traditional party and uh, make fashion fabrics too, or, or religious fabrics, uh, upholstery, uh, tapi uh, decoration, or, uh, every, everything with the fabrics, with the silk fabrics. Okay, and how long does it normally take to produce uh, something like uh, a dress like that? Yes, uh, normally uh, you must think that uh, in, in Valencia, only in Valencia city, more the, 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 the village, uh, the towns uh, around, uh, has uh, 4,000 uh, girls to dresses with the traditional dress. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, yes. It's very, very nice party. Very nice. Amazing. In March, in March. Oh, usually in March does it take yes, place? Yes, always in March. Okay. Um, and uh, if you were to tell people uh, about why they should experience this, um, what would you say? It's the first time we we have here to to Sharjah. Uh, and best, very nice, very nice. Uh, the people is is very kindly. And well, we are, we are enjoying with this with this exhibition. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Francisco, and we wish you all the very best. Thank you very much for you. Well, lots to learn on Pulse 95 today uh, about the world of uh, traditional crafts and culture. This was the Spanish uh, pavilion talking to us about the festival of the love of Las Fires, uh, where they celebrate at the start of spring uh, in mid-March, where the, it's an tr old tradition uh, where an old carpenter used to uh, burn uh, pieces of wood and uh, it was a little bit of um, a moment to celebrate uh, to start the new season. Uh, stay with us on the program. Up next, we talk to you about Romania and uh, some centuries-old Mexican art as well because a dye artist spoke to us yesterday during the Sharjah International Traditional Crafts Forum. What's going on? All of this is going to be discussed right here on The Morning Matchless. Pulse 95. Between local lines. Notes from the Emirate. Notes from the Emirate, indeed, and uh, talking to you about the world of art as well, because yesterday at the traditional uh, crafts forum, we met uh, uh, Porifirio Guterres, a California-based Zapotec textile artist and a natural dyer, uh, and uh, he's been practicing his ancestor's spiritual belief in nature as a living being sacred and divine and talking to us about natural dye and how colors come together and also celebrate the work of indigenous people who've continued uh, such work uh, for thousands of years and this is the 
a conversation with uh, Guterres yesterday during the Sharjah Traditional Crafts Forum uh, as we talked uh, about the culture, the importance of continuing the ancestors' practice. And this is what he had to say. Right here at the Sharjah International Traditional Crafts Forum, we're very kindly joined by Porifirio Guterres, who's a dye artist and also uh, hails from Mexico, celebrating his culture with a dedicated pavilion at the forum. Uh, first up, welcome to Sharjah. Uh, your thoughts on how the event is going for you, and now you've got a dedicated pavilion. So what can people expect uh, from this pavilion? Thank you so much for um, for this wonderful talk. It is quite amazed, uh, amazing to be here. It's quite an honor, in fact, for me to be here. This is my first time to be in, in this part of the world, so it's a blessing. But to be uh, invited as, as to show my work as one of the artists here, it is absolutely um, important for my culture and for the Mexican uh, uh, country as, as, a, uh, as a society. We have been also uh, endured with tradition and cultures for all these thousands of years, just like everyone that's here. So for me, it is more than anything, it's a blessing to be able to come together as civilizations, as culture, that in many ways very, very similar. Very true. Now, uh, speaking about uh, the Zapotec culture, that's where you originate from as well, that you're part of that community. Um, and w w w you know, for people to understand, this is thousands of years that we're dating back over here, that culture that we continue to celebrate even today. Absolutely. One of the biggest reference of my culture is uh, the domestication of a, a wild plant that it's now known as corn. Uh, my ancestor has been uh, engaging with agriculture, especially with corn, 6,000 years ago. And uh, they had also have been uh, cultivating squash 10,000 years ago. So uh, that just to give a little bit of reference to who we are, and also at the same time developing different arts form, including textiles. Now, speaking about the colors that you've got over here, it's a lot of red as well. Uh, red and blue seems to be very, very prominent. Um, talk to us about, you know, getting those colors and uh, what do they signify and uh, what, what is this work that you've got displayed over here when it comes to the textile as well as the tapestries? So the color red comes from an insect that breeds a prickly pear cactus. Modern science calls them E120 or carminic acid. In my culture or in my language, they're called babia. It is a scale insect that again breeds on Opuntia indica or prickly pear cactus. It takes about 60 to 70,000 insects for one pound of dye stuff. And if we could understand the science and chemistry of my ancestors, we could understand it through this color, through the preparation of the color. But the symbolization of the color itself has been used in different ceremonies and rituals, including barriers. Uh, cochineal insect was used as medicine also historically. Another color, as you mentioned, a prominent color is anil or indigo. Uh, also my ancestors or the Mexican indigenous culture has been engaging with particular plant that's called anil in our, in our language. And indigo ferra sufructicosa, it's one of the many species of indigo that exists in the world. But this particular one, it's native to the Americas. And um, in terms of the behind the scenes of how they're produced, you know, how long does it take to have these hand woven? And is this a practice that still continues on till today in, in the community? The weaving tradition, it's much, much alive. The natural dye tradition has been lost for many generations. By the time I was growing up, the natural dye tradition was already extinct. 
So in my career, and, and I guess you could say uh, part of my contribution to this tradition is I had to revitalize the tradition. So I've done a lot of research, but I also work with my parents, with, which are my elders, who taught me the basic understanding of plant using as color. But then after that, I done more, more research to revitalize it. And lastly, I'm going to ask you, you know, obviously this is a very digital age. Uh, people's perceptions are changing. People love their digital technology. Um, how important is it to still remember and revitalize traditional forms of craft and have such events that are taking place to celebrate it? My, uh, this exhibition that we're looking at now, it's called Origin, um, a, uh, a journey to the consciousness. Uh, en español es uh, origen, un, un caminar hacia, hacia la conciencia. And what, what I was trying to say with this uh, exhibition is traditions uh, has been endured in, in humanity thousands of years ago. And when someone is born within a tradition, basically they are born with this DNA information. These are memories of the ancestors and so much of what we do as, as present society it is informed by the, our forefathers. So I am traveling all the way this part of the world and I'm engaging and I'm here having a great conversation with you. My ancestor envisioned this before me. So in, in many ways, I'm living part of their vision and part of their heritage, part of who they are as society. And this is, the, I was born with this DNA and so for me, working in this, um, um, how do I say, importance of uh, preserving heritage or working in this integrity, it is honoring my ancestors, but it also reminds society that it's really important for us to be in touch with nature. We, we lost so much touch with, touch with nature, with handmade things. Uh, very rightly pointed out and uh, thank you very much for joining us today and uh, enlightening us and uh, very good luck with uh, the rest of your work. Thank you. Muchísimas gracias. Yeah, but up next, we also talked to uh, the representative from Romania uh, as they talked to us about their traditional attire and uh, what in, in an area in particular, it was uh, the the traditional dresses of uh, Romania itself and uh, Flavius Milasan spoke to us in greater detail about that. Right, at the traditional craft forum, we're learning a little bit more about Romania and very kindly joined us. Uh, the man who's responsible for this uh, Romanian pavilion is Mr. Flavius. Thank you for joining us. Um, let's start off by talking about at the pavilion. We've got the carpets, we've got the dresses. Uh, what are they made of and uh, what, what, it, what makes this very, very traditional important for Romania? Thank you for your invitation. So there are very old uh, things. This uh, part of exhibition is a legacy. In Romania, they, from generation to generation, the people uh, give coats, uh, dresses, is uh, bags to have a legacy for their children, for their nephews. Also here you can see um, man clothes, you can see bags from wool, 
made and also from uh, cotton. And also here with us, it's an old lady, 70 years old. She's a teacher in Romania and she's teaching how to do uh, traditional handcrafts. Uh, you see, you can um, see different colors from yellow, red, uh, green. These are elements of nature because the people were in the rural area always connected with the nature. And uh, what are they called? What's the name of these dresses and, and the carpet? Is this, is this a specific name for this tri type of uh, craft work as well in uh, Romania? Yeah, I will uh, tell you in Romania. Yeah. Uh, this is Ilik. It's called Ilik. It's um, uh, worked by the men on traditional dances on only Sundays, holidays. Uh, that is called uh, Trista bag. Okay. bag for different things to wear. Um, this is called Naframa. It's used by women to wear on their head during the holidays, also in Sundays. And uh, this is called Kovor, uh, Carpeta, Carpets. Uh, and this one is more than 100 years old, with flowers, with red that you see on this one.